Hi, you entrepreneurs. Today we have Rayson Cho. He is a speaker and a trainer. I think his story really talks about the idea of knowing what you want and kind of going after it, really kind of pushing through and helping First, he had to help himself to get where, to, where he wanted to get to, and then now he actually helps other people to get to that point. Uh, please take a listen, subscribe, and of course, tell your friends. Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. All right, so we are here with uh, Rayson Chu. Yes, mm-hmm. you are a transformational uh, catalyst. Yes. Okay, so I mean, it's uh, give me give me some insight to what that is. What that is. All right, so basically, a transformation catalyst. It's all about transforming lives. But how I do about this is that what I do is on on the site. What I did was that I actually went on to. Um, pick the brains of the best entrepreneurs around the whole entire world. So I got to actually uh, get to interview people like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and many others as well uh, through my podcast called The Regacy Show. So it's all about, you know, how I can actually get to connect with them. And also at the same time, I, I in fact, got to actually inspire this millennial entrepreneurs transform their lives through my podcast because through my podcast, they learn a lot of insights about how to become better as an entrepreneur and also at the same time, how they can actually improve themselves, how they can actually grow their business because I have a lot of so, different people that come yeah. over to, to to be a part of it. So that that's how I actually transform the lives of millennial entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so... The thing that got my attention was, you I mean Gary Vee and Grant Cardone? I think most business owners, entrepreneurs, have heard those names before. So, can you yep. walk us through how are you? How were you able to get in front of them, interview them? What happened there? All right. So basically, it's uh, it's actually through this two ways. So one way is through referral. So the referral, uh, what I meant is that, uh, so for example, in 2017. Gary V actually came to Singapore. So that was the first time I got to meet him. But I, I I knew somehow that one day we will cross path again and I'll get to interview him. So a year later, that's where my friend who is part of uh, Vayner Nation squad. So he actually found that I've been very consistent with my work, with my podcast. So he thought that, hey, since I'm a huge Gary V supporter, a fan of his, why not give this young chap an opportunity, which is giving me the opportunity. So, so he actually Facebook messaged me and told me that, Hey, I noticed that you have been very consistent in your podcast and I have a gift for you. And I was like, Hey, what, what gift do you want to give me? Right. And he told me that, Hey, I want you to actually uh, get to meet Gary in person. And, um, you know, if you want to actually ask him, uh, to for an interview or whatsoever by all means, right? So I took the opportunity during this, uh, I would say, group meeting, okay, where we had like uh, Singapore's influential uh, influencers and etc. to actually come on board to in this meeting, and I was, uh, you know, 
daring enough to actually ask him, hey, do you mind if I actually get you on my podcast? And he said, sure. And that's where I actually get to interview him. And, you know, voila, all, all the uh, opportunities came after that. But uh, for Grant Cardone, uh, in fact, what I did was that I, I did the other wives where I actually LinkedIn messaged him and told him that, hey, I have this podcast. I am actually um, interested in interviewing you and I would like you to be on the show. And that's where he actually said, hey, that sounds cool. Sounds interesting. Tell me more. And after I tell, told him more about the podcast, I didn't hear anything at all from him. Like literally, I didn't hear anything until the next day. I saw him doing a YouTube video saying that, hey, hey, um, hey, people, I'm coming to Dubai, Malaysia, Singapore, blah, 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 blah. And uh, if you want to interview me, send it to this email and we will get connected from there. And that's where I actually took the action and sent the email to the person that he mentioned. But to be frank, at first, the message wasn't clear. Like the name of that person that he was mentioning about, it wasn't clear at all. So I had no choice but to, you know, uh, look at the captions and et cetera and try to figure it out until I managed to get hold of his assistant. So, so how yeah. did you, so, so, so let me start, let's talk more about your kind of business. You've, mm -hmm. you've, you had some issues, I think with your, your mother, right? And you've been kind of helping her out and that's kind of got you on this path. Yep. Correct. Uh, so basically I have this, uh, I have this very, uh, loving mother of mine who actually got this illness called schizophrenia. So it's a mental disorder, which is pretty common around the globe. And it is actually something that people wouldn't want to actually be a part of, like, because you get to have uh, hallucinations, delusions, and et cetera. So, so I, I got this path where I realized that, Hey, um, you know, I want to actually learn how to communicate more better with my mom. Um, and I want to actually be able to care for her in a sense. Right. So I thought, you know, um, why not take this opportunity to join, uh, these current institution that I'm in, which is the psychiatric institution, the asylum in Singapore and to learn how to actually take care caregive her and also at the same time treat it as a occupation as a psychiatric nurse and um, on on the other hand uh, before joining this I was actually a part of a Japanese clinic so somehow or rather I actually got uh, a, a huge mess in my life in 2014 where I actually thought that once you graduate from the army where every Singaporean guys have to go through this process of joining the army. Um, I thought I could go anywhere I want, do whatever I want in terms of nursing, since I have a diploma in nursing, right? So somehow or other, I joined this field in Japanese clinic. Within a couple of months, I was being laid off. Somehow or other, it was the toughest moment, right? New, new breed of, you know, nurse, new guy coming out to work and you didn't expect yourself to be fired within a couple of months. And that was the pivotal point of my life because that was the point where I realized that, hey, this is not what I want to leave my life in jeopardy, in, 
in in such a bad shape. I want to be better, or else I couldn't look after my family. I couldn't even get a girlfriend. I couldn't even live the life that I would like to live, which is freedom, which is able to 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 enjoy my life to the fullest. So that's where I realized that hey, it's time to improve on myself. That's where I actually went towards personal development. That's where I actually went for seminars, went to actually meet different people and even listen to podcasts, which has inspired me a lot, which is called Addicted to, po- to, to Success Podcast. And I'm, I'm grateful that I'm still in contact with the podcast host uh, called Joel Brown, right? So he's, he's uh, Australian and, and right now he's like doing massive uh, transformation around the world. So I'm grateful that, you know, through this setback, I'm able to actually come out of it and improve on myself and become better than who I was in 2014. So that, that's, that's how I got, got the inspiration from in, in terms of like wanting to start my own podcast and wanting to become better and wanting to, to, I would say be an inspiration to others as well. So how long after you started getting on this path, 2014, did you actually start putting the pieces together to start your own podcast? Well, it, it, it's, this podcast started in 2017. So it, it took me about three years to actually understand what I want in a podcast and how to go about it. But of course, in the start, having my own podcast was something like a dream. And also at the same time, it was something that I thought it would be just introducing authors and their books because I got to go into, I I got to actually uh, go for an event and if I'm not mistaken, it was in 2016 uh, where one of my friends actually brought me to a book launch. So somehow or other, I got connected with the, author and somehow I felt that, hey, since I have, I'm getting to meet some authors, why not I start to recommend books to, for people to read and then after that start to actually get the authors to come in to talk about their books as well. And after the first episode, I, I remember this very clearly, after this episode, I realized that, hey, in fact, my Facebook friends, there are so many that are speakers, authors, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, why not assemble them together and put them into this show? And then that's where I started to change the concept a little and started to change the team of the whole podcast into entrepreneurship and uh, some somewhat of a niche per se, because some of them, they are very good in personal branding. Some of them are into dating and relationships. So I thought, of just marrying them together first. And then slowly then I realized that, hey, my targeted audience are actually millennial entrepreneurs. Why not focus on them and then focus on what are the problems that they are facing? What are the the things that they need to hear? What are the advices that they need to hear in order to become more successful in their life? So that's where I actually bounce off from there towards entrepreneurship and business for my podcast. Even though even though I'm not 100% full-fledged in my own business right now because it's a, still considered as a side hustle, but um, I'm really grateful that these people 
despite knowing that I'm not an entrepreneur, full-fledged entrepreneur, but they still want to come into my podcast and be a part of my podcast to share their anecdotes and their golden nuggets with them. So what's your, your main, your, besides the um, podcast, where, where else are you making money these days? So I'm actually making money these days through speaking training uh, as well. So I go to schools to speak, went to, I, I, I go to, uh, col- I got to collaborate with certain people uh, that actually came over on my podcast to actually hold an event to speak. So like last year, I actually held an event called Branded Like Regacy. So it's something like teaching people how to actually improve on their personal brand and also at the same time, how to strategically network with giants like Tony Robbins, uh, Ryan Serhant, and et cetera, et cetera. So, so it, it's more of like this kind of mini events that help me growing. Uh, and of course, I have a full-time income that's coming from this psychiatric nursing as well. So how, how is the process? What have been some kind of hurdles that you had to overcome to, to monetize the speaking engagements, the podcasts, and so on and so forth? Well, but in fact, there are many people that actually felt that, hey, this guy is still brand new. So they wouldn't want to charge me very high or they wouldn't want to charge me um, at all. Right. So, so sometimes, yes, these are what newbies will actually face when it comes to um, doing your own event or even like um, being a part of another organization to speak um, and actually getting paid. So that's, that's why I realized that um, even though you might have the credentials, right, but experiences and results speak louder than than whatever features or whatever whatever places that you have been featured on, that is more important. So that's that's why I actually got to um, mentor a few of my friends and get some testimonials from them, and they actually managed to share the the testimonials with certain people, with certain friends. That's why people kept coming to collaborate with me and and etc. etc. So it's so. It, it takes a, it takes some time. So for the, those who are listening to this and watching this, I just want to let you know that um, nothing really comes easy. Like if you want to be really successful in speaking and training and coaching, uh, definitely it will take time. It, it's not going to be like a one day or one week or one month thing. It will it will be progressive. So so that that's why I realized that hey, this is something that. It, it is uh, taking some time, but of course, progressively, I have been improving and improving and getting some some game for, for myself. Has there, has there been moments where you thought this is just too much, too much time that I'm taking to, to do this without getting the, the money that you could get in the other other fields? Um, well, I did. I mean, like last, last year, I actually thought of this. That's why this year I'm coming out with some... Um, uh, with something different than as compared to last year, where this year I'm coming to launch my own, uh, I would say, online program, which is about strategy networking, which is about personal branding, and then also at the same time coming out with a team of people to help me out with my sales funnel and etc. etc. So, so this year will be a bit different. Will be, uh, I would say, will be more 
interesting and more adventurous for, for myself. And uh, I'm also prepping to come out my own book as well. So yeah, all this, all these are in place. So if you could like talk to your younger self, that person maybe that was in 2014 was having the, mm -hmm. the difficult time, what kind of advice would you look to, to give that person? Well, the advice that I would have given my younger self in 2014 was to actually be relentless and never ever let other people's opinion affect you and never ever allow yourself to give up on your goals and your vision and your dreams because ultimately everyone have their own mindset. Everyone have their own goals and dreams that they should and would have to accomplish one day. And I wouldn't want you to actually regret leaving this earth and leaving to heaven, right? So this is the ultimate thing that I would like to share with my 2014 self. Hmm. And, and what's what's next? You talked about the book. You talked about building that pla those platforms out. Yeah. And what, what's what's your, your main focus? If, if we're talking to you next year, if you didn't do it, you'd be like, I failed. Yeah, I mean, like the, the biggest thing that I'm doing right now will be the online content, the the the, the strategic, uh, I would say the online course that I'm coming out, and of course the the book uh, is also a part of a part of it, which I would like to actually uh, get it out uh, by by I would say for the website, the whole sales funnel and everything will be probably, if I'm not mistaken, will be out on uh, March or April period. But for the book wise, it will take some time because my copywriter has told me that he wanted to market it for the for three months and etc. etc. So it will take some time for this book to be out. So once it's out, I'll let everyone know on social media. So hopefully I can get it by uh, I would say September or October this this year for, for the book itself. You know, I would love to, to dive deeper a little bit before we finish off the sure. podcast. Is mm -hmm. so in Singapore, right? The yes. um, most of my listener base is based in the U.S. We do get, I mean, outliers, you know, in Europe and so on and so forth. In Singapore, mm -hmm. the mindset uh, of an entrepreneur. How how does that, you know, do you? Because I'm assuming you talk to a lot of a lot of Americans and a lot of people from from other countries. What's yep. how do you think it varies? Well, it, it does vary because like uh, in Singapore, we are much more uh, protected in a sense. The government is always uh, helping us and et cetera. But of course, there are certain things that we have to have to do it by ourselves. But um, ultimately, the entrepreneurs in Singapore, the, the difference between Singapore, Singaporean entrepreneurs and the ones in US and Europe are that they, 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 they base a, a lot of sense in terms of values, like Asian culture, Asian values, as compared to the Westerners, where they are very open to actually going to try things out and, and see how it goes. And even if they fail, they, they, will, they will get back up again. And of course, not saying that all Singaporeans are very traditional, very cultural, but of course, there are those who are actually able to do this consistently. They are able to actually go out and venture things out but um the singaporean entrepreneurs some of them they are 
I would say they are they they are they are always into like venturing within Singapore first before they venture out. They would prefer to venture in Singapore or or, or even like you know within Southeast Asia or Asia before they go and penetrate through the US and Europe market because they realize that hey US and Europe this this place is not an easy place for them to dominate because there are so many people like Russell Brunson there are so many of all these huge names in US and Europe already so if they want to create their own niche they have to actually be in build it in Singapore build it in home from home then they go to several countries within Southeast Asia and Asia before they can try and dominate in the US and Europe but of course for me i i i believe in my opinion for myself um i i am the adventurous type so i i don't mind going out that means i built i built some some uh, safety net in singapore first before i go out to different countries and and try it out and and go and uh, explore yeah hmm <clears throat> so being that the cost of living is is cheaper in Singapore compared to, I mean, I would say the United States for the most part. How does that? How do you think the the changing of digital media affects that? Because if you sell a book and your markups can be, I think, a lot less than someone here, mm -hmm. there would need the cost to help them survive. How does that well, affect I think, mm -hmm. the risk, the reward? If that makes sense. Okay. Well, basically, to be to be frank, the the livelihood in Singapore is quite quite a lot. It's quite massive. Like in Singapore, um, the everything is quite expensive in a sense. That's why we are ranked like one of the top ten or top five most expensive cities to live in. So in Singapore, like even buying a car is way more expensive than in America. So in in Singapore, a car it it costs about hundred to four hundred three hundred or four hundred thousand sing dollars for mm. for example a, a a hyundai or even like a, a honda or or even a lexus will cost that that much and that and i mean is that for the delivery cost or what's the what what's the the reason for the the higher expense then you know what i mean oh, for for the high expenses in terms of the vehicles in Singapore is because uh, the government would like to constrict the amount of people that's using cars in Singapore. Because if let's say there are so many of us in Singapore and we are all buying cars at a rather cheaper rate like how it is in the US, um, the whole traffic will be congested and they want to prevent this from happening. That's why they have built in public transports, they have the, the railway, the MRT. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. So that's why they actually uh, impose a, 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 a sum of money for you, which is something like um, in order to purchase this car, you have to pay a COE, which is, um, I can't remember the exact term, but the, the amount that you have to pay for the car plus this, this paper that says that, hey, you are able to get this car is, at. Is, is that only drive. for automobiles, or what? What other other items uh, do they? 
for automobiles, yeah, this this is ma mainly for automobiles. But of course, uh, for houses and etc., it, it is a different different form where you have to actually pay. Um, for for example, a four room flat, which includes your living hall, it costs about four hundred five hundred thousand Sing dollars. And if you are buying a condominium in Singapore, it will cost even more. It can be as high as seven hundred to a mil, depending on the location that you are living in. So it, the the expenses here are quite quite high in in a sense. Hmm. Okay. This is when I used to travel a lot. I haven't traveled that much lately, right? And this might be mm -hmm. pretty funny, but and the the easiest way for me to describe how it, the cost of living was in a different community was yep. what the cost a rough cost of a Big Mac would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the Big Mac here is is, is not that expensive. <laughs> the, okay. the food here... That was the easiest way of, of like when I was traveling to Germany and then like you go to another country, you go to all these different countries, you know, okay, a Happy Meal in American dollars, it's going to cost you around like $4. Okay, that's the kind of food-wise, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. correct. Food, okay. Yeah. Yeah, food-wise in Singapore is quite relatively cheap, unless if you are talking about fine dining, then that's a whole different level of uh, of uh, expenses that you got to spend. So if, sure, if for example, Happy Meal, it, it is like uh, four fifty to five dollar plus. So it depend depending on whether you upsize on or not. Yeah. Well, you know, I haven't been with McDonald's for a long time. It was just it was one of those gauges I used to do back in the day. But I, I appreciate you kind of giving us. <laughs> Lot of a, a lot of insights it sounds like and mm. you know correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like you had a lot yeah. of struggle in 2014 you knew the path that you wanted to kind of get to right there and so you kind of put it out there you you allowed mm -hmm. that world to kind of come to you and yep. when you got those opportunities you kind of went after them yeah somehow rather so basically before that um i actually went on to a training company to because i I, I was actually in a movie at first. Uh, I was thinking about what I want. Uh, somehow or other, this advertisement actually came onto place and it, it just resonates with me about coaching and teaching, right? So I thought, hey, this is something that resonates with me and this is something that I really want. So the next moment is when I went back home, turned on Facebook, guess what? I saw my ex-secondary schoolmate who used to be a bad boy in school doing motivational speaking. And that's where I was like thinking, hey, how... Did you get this right? So I went on to ask him, and he actually got me the opportunity to met to meet my ex mentor of mine, and uh, that's where he actually brought me to schools to actually experience how they do the training and how they actually conduct classes with them, and that's where I actually went on and I, in fact, went to become one of their one of their trainees over there. And that, that's where I actually got to experience firsthand how to be a speaker, how to be a motivational speaker, a trainer of sorts. And, and that's where my, my, I would say my motivation got larger. But of course, uh, it wasn't sustaining enough for me. The income was very low. And that's why I, I told myself, hey, you know, I have a family member that's at home that's struggling as well, even though I'm not staying with her, because my mom actually uh, divorced, had had a divorce with my dad when I was seven years old. Um, but I I actually told myself that 
this is something that I really want to do, but I have to have enough to sustain for myself, to save up for my dream, and also at the same time to give back to my family. So that's where I actually joined this psychiatric nursing, this this whole realm of mental health. Yeah. Well, perfect. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on the platform. Um, we're going to have your website and everything in the, the marks for the, the podcast. But any, any last mm-hmm. words you want to say? Well, the last word that I want to tell your listeners and viewers as well is that, hey, if you feel that this is what you want in your life in terms of whatever that you're doing right now, continue to do it. Uh, but if, let's say, you're not doing something that you really love and you're hating it, please take some time to actually plan it out because now is January 2020. There's so many more years for you to go, right? For you to actually improve on yourself, for you to actually dive deep and understand who you are and what you want to do. Don't be like the next, I would say, depressed celebrity that actually committed suicide because they all they wanted was fame or all they wanted was something else, but somehow or other they couldn't get it or people didn't understand them or they had some trauma in their life that they have been keeping to themselves and bottling things up and didn't want to share with the people that they can trust or even their fans as well because they do not know who to trust anymore. So in fact, if you are actually facing any issues, facing any problems in your life right now, remember that every other people out there are facing more tougher times than you are or even similar times as you are. So instead of letting yourself down and letting your future self down or letting your family down, why not just give yourself some time to actually think about what you really want to do and also at the same time why you are doing all this that you're loving, that you're not loving and make sure that you're able to actually go out there and crush 2020 and dominate 2020. Well, thank you, Racing again. Uh, hopefully all you listeners got some great information and look forward to, to talking to you in a year from now and seeing how the book comes out and everything else. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And uh, one more thing that I'm, I'm, I would like to share is if let's say you guys are actually going through tough time and you want to give up, please don't because there are so many people who gave up in their goals and dreams and they suffer and they regret and for me i didn't you know i didn't give up on my dreams and i'm still continuously pursuing it so if i can do it you can do it too thank you all right thanks Grayson. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.